0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Trevor Woods here from the Block M Podcast, an affiliate of the Fan First Sports Network. Big game, big consequences, big prizes could still be ahead for the Michigan Wolverines. After defeating their arch rival, arch nemesis, so much on the line. Number two, Ohio State, number three, Michigan both undefeated going into Saturday morning. And then, as the dust settled, it was the Wolverines who prevailed in a nail-biter, a game that went down to the bitter end. The final minute, a decisive turnover via a Kyle McCord interception to Michigan's Rod Moore to seal the deal, 30-24 to 24 Michigan Wolverines. Moore's interception was a nice bookend on the day because early on it was McCord who threw an interception to Michigan's Will Johnson and that led to Michigan's first points of the game. It was a slant pattern that Johnson was able to jump. It put Michigan in prime field position. And only four plays later, it was Blake Coram rushed in from one yard out to put Michigan up seven to nothing. This game ended up becoming reminiscent of a boxing fight. Michigan landed the first big blow. And, and no, they did not coast to victory, but they got that first punch in that kind of rattled Ohio State, and then from there, what Michigan was able to do was maintain their lead. Ohio State was able to tie the football game in the third quarter, but Michigan never trailed in the game and then ended up pulling away. But it was a close one. It was a game that lived up to the building, lived up to the hype, all the ads week in, week out, and all the noise surrounding this game and it was Michigan who did something they've done now three times in a row which is beat Ohio State. Ohio State head coach Ryan Day is now one in three against the Wolverines. Michigan won with a complimentary football approach a balanced approach on the offensive side of the ball and for the 20 seconds consecutive time in this rivalry the team with more rushing yards won the football game Michigan had 156 rushing yards compared to just 107 from Ohio State. Granted, Ohio State was able to get some first downs via the run, and Travion Henderson did get him a rushing touchdown in this one. But by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, it was Michigan who had the edge in time of possession. And really, that started to pay dividends, and the Wolverines were able to rattle off some good-sized runs to keep Ohio State's offense off the field and the best receiver in the nation in Marvin Harrison at bay. Harrison Jr., five receptions on the day. He did win in coverage against Junior Colson with goal to go on a shallow crosser, and that led to a touchdown. But overall, Harrison Jr. could have had a few touchdowns in this one like he has in games this season. And you're going to take that stat line. You're going to take that stat line. It's a very good one, five receptions, 118 yards, and a touchdown, but it's not one that was the decisive factor in the game. Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, while his passing yard total isn't impressive by any means, 148 yards, his completion percentage and what he was able to do within the confines of those 20 throws were incredibly crucial to the final outcome of Michigan victory. McCarthy was 16 of 20, 148 yards, one touchdown. And McCarthy, one drive in particular that comes to mind, a 4th and 1 play to Colson Loveland. Hats off to acting head coach, offensive coordinator, Sharon Moore, for drawing a play like that up in this one where the Ohio State defense thought it was going to be a run. Loveland sneaks out to the flat. McCarthy, accurate ball. Moves the change, keeps the drive alive. And then just a few plays later, McCarthy's most impressive throw of the day. Pressure bearing down on him. He threads the needle into traffic, through traffic, finds receiver Roman Wilson for a 22-yard touchdown reception. This put Michigan up 14-3. to There were times in the game, critical moments, where the ball was put into the hands of McCarthy, and McCarthy rose to the occasion. Now he has two career victories as a starter against the Buckeyes, which ties him with the likes of Jim Harbaugh, Brian Greasy, Elvis Gerbach, to name a few of the guys since 1980 to pick up at least two wins versus the Buckeyes. But credit goes to guys like Loveland, who was bloodied at one point five receptions, 88 yards, five targets, caught all of them. Cornelius Johnson, a couple incredible grabs, one along the sideline, one where he had to leap in midfield and caught one to put Michigan in a better spot and then there was Roman Wilson his touchdown reception AJ Barner had a couple big catches to move the chains and then Alex Orgy Michigan's fourth quarterback on the depth chart he was able to Michigan's first possession of the second half Orgy they put the ball into his hands he had a great 20-yard rushing attempt. Had another one the next play for two yards, but Orgy's rush of 20 put Michigan in at least field goal range to start out the second half and put points on the board to put Michigan at 17 on the day. Turner was 3 of 3 on field goals, one from 37, another from from 38, and then the one in the third to start the second half, a 50-yard attempt. So, Great day from James Turner. What wasn't a good day is what happened to Zach Zinter in the game. Zinter was rolled up on, and he unfortunately broke his fibula. One of Michigan's best offensive linemen, if not the best offensive lineman on the Wolverines. This happened at the tail end of the third quarter. Unfortunately, a big blow to Michigan for the rest of the season, losing Zinter but what was so rewarding to make something good out of such a horrible situation a situation where there's a long delay on the field he is ultimately carted off goes to the hospital has surgery later that day head coach Jim Harbaugh who was suspended for this game and watched the game at his at his home he was able to visit Zinter in the hospital there's a picture online you can find Harbaugh giving a thumbs up with Zinter and his family in the hospital room and that was pretty cool to see but here's my point after the zinter injury the very next play a touchdown run to the house and what a way to honor zinter no other than a rushing play of 22 yards a touchdown to put michigan up 24 to 17 after the game was tied But let's move over to the defensive side of the equation. A day where Michigan allowed 378 total yards to the Ohio State offense. Ohio State was 4 of 9 on 3rd down. Surprisingly in this one, there were multiple times where Ohio State could have went for it on 4th down and they decided not to in a game in which they were trailing the entire time or tied, never having the lead. You would assume that it was Ohio State that chose to be more aggressive here and there. It was actually Michigan, and Michigan was 3-of-3 three three on third down, a couple of Blake corn rushing attempts that got the job done. And then that McCarthy fourth and one pass to Loveland I spoke of earlier. So some passive play calling by Ryan Day and some lackluster throws by Kyle McCord were kind of the difference on that battlefront. McCord, he did throw two touchdown passes, one to Emeka Ekbuka, another to Marvin Harrison Jr., some other good throws mixed in to the likes of Julian Fleming, Cade Stover, and some others, but McCord really shot himself in the foot twice, and that was kind of the deciding factors in the game. There's a bunch of things that were deciding factors, but those turnovers loom large in a close affair and both were equally bad and one was generated off pressure the last one to rod moore and the other one i think it was just simply a forced throw a bad throw and just assume that marvin harrison jr is going to catch everything coming in his way but uh, that was just not the case there were other bone jarring hits from michigan's defense including uh, mike samer still hit a hit on a pass breakup by Quentin johnson There was just a lot of players and playmakers from Michigan stepping up on a given basis and really cementing their legacy with the program and in this rivalry. Got to give a major salute, tip the cap to offense coordinator Sharon Moore. Moore was dealt a tough hand and he made the most of it, made some really, really good play calls, stuck to the plan, the type of plan that Jim Harbaugh would have wanted him to. But he, you know, trick plays were mixed in a pass that Donovan Edwards threw to Colston Loveland. There was the Alex Orgy runs. Sheryl Moore really kept Ohio State off kilter. And just when Ohio State thought they had the Michigan offense figured out, Moore was able to change pace or pull something out of his bag of tricks the bottom line is Michigan got the job done Ohio State sure this is a big rivalry and it was really one of the biggest college football games I've ever seen in person or just the optics on television what a scene as all the Michigan fans stormed the field at Michigan Stadium the big house at the conclusion when the final whistle sounded but it's still a regular season game, and that's kind of the approach that you you kind of saw from the players once the dust settled and they were able to cool off a little bit 20, 25 minutes later when J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum came into the press conference room that they spoke of how the job's not finished. They need to focus on Iowa, who they are playing in the Big Ten championship game. It's on Saturday night, a game in which head coach Jim Harbaugh will be back on the sidelines after not being there. Four games against Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. Three tough games on the schedule, games that were hard for Michigan to win. They scratched and clawed and got it done on all three of those Saturdays. Now Harbaugh's going to be back. I think Michigan's going to have all the juice and momentum in the world, not only in that one, but to catapult them into the college football playoff and the preparation that goes along with it during the month of December, which feels like an eternity at the end of the Big Ten Championship game, all the way into what, if Michigan does win against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game, they would be playing looking like the Rose Bowl. be playing in the Rose Bowl, the college football playoff rendition this year. If that is indeed the case, it would be the third consecutive season that Michigan has made the college football playoff. But they've lost in the semifinals the past two years. First to Georgia in the Orange Bowl, and then last year to TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. So Michigan wants to push further than a Big Ten championship, push further than a win against Ohio State, and certainly push further than appearing in the college football playoff. There are guys like Blake Corm There's guys like Zach Sender who unfortunately got hurt, but a lot of people came back specifically this season to win that national championship. And Team 144 is special. I think their best days may be to come. And yes, it was a special day on Saturday when Harbaugh called it, the best day of his life. But maybe the happiest day of his life is still to come and could come in January when he hoists the National Championship Trophy. But there's a long way to go before then, and I know it'll fly by, but that's where we're at for now. So I just want to say thank you all for listening to me all season long, and we're not done yet. The job's not finished for me either. I will be in Indy next week, and I will be... Wherever they go, wherever Michigan winds up, from here forth, I will be there providing you updates and providing getting to know the opponent podcast where we talk to a writer from the other team. And then, of course, the post-game reaction podcast. So hopefully I have three more of those before this season is complete. But before I get out of here today, I want to talk about Manscaped. Every man knows how scary it can get when going for a close shave below the belt. That's why I trust Manscaped. The newest package contains a lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, 5th generation trimmer that features two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go smoother wherever your heart desires. It also has dual LED spotlights to provide contrast on multiple skin tones, a three-link setting comb, and perhaps best of all, it's waterproof. Also included is a travel case and even a travel lock feature to win any xL powering and or weird looks in the airport. Join the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs and use the promo code BLOCKM20 to get free shipping and 20% off your order. Head to manscaped.com and use that promo code BLOCKM20 at checkout for 20% off your entire order. And this has been Trevor Woods from the Block End Podcast an affiliate of FanFest Sports Network. You can follow me on X at Woods Football, and I'll be talking to you throughout the week leading up to the Big Ten Championship game and beyond. Take care, Michigan fans.